Normally, this is where we would do a sponsorship, but it's Christmas. Merry Christmas and a sacky new year to everybody from everybody here at Nexus at Night and the rest of Nexus Tour. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in 2019. Everybody and Merry Christmas and welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. Is the recording on? It is on. All right. That only happened once. Doubt. That's root beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and today we have with us. Uh, it's proof here. Not a Spike Brothers episode, so yes. I'm taking over. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome back to the show, Living Proof. Uh, this is. This is no longer Nexus at Night. It is now the Proof Positive Podcast. I'm taking over from our rare time that I, I'm here. I, for one, welcome our Spike Brothers overlords. <laughs> no, Overlord is a Kagero. What? Well, who is that? Yeah, who's Quintus, You can't just come in here and make up clans. I, I, I don't know. Um, no, but like, uh, seriously, though, this episode will be coming out on Christmas Day, a day earlier than we normally would. So I figured, uh, Merry Christmas to all, and uh, Proof, you came to us with an episode idea. So, yes, Proof Positive Podcast takes over Nexus at night. Go nuts. <laughs> so this is an idea that I've been too lazy to formulate on my own channel because I thought it required more people to talk about it. So you came to us, the laziest channel in the universe? And see, that's how it functions. If I need lazy people, I know exactly where to go. There you go. So All right. It works out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the idea is that uh, when it comes to standard, the prevailing thought is that there's a, well, I agree with this, there's a big swing in player order in terms of if you go first versus going second and the player one having a very distinct advantage because they get the first uh, marker which is a huge mm -hmm. swing turn and I know that kind of makes people not enjoy standard as much because it makes it very coin flippy so I kind of brought it to my discord and kind of thought about ideas and if we had the power to change the rules for standard what will we do to help fix the going first versus going second advantage? And that's where the idea sprang from. It's a, it's a good idea. And I came up, well, I came up with a few ideas myself, and then people in my Discord came up with a couple ideas, and I kind of just, I have four at the moment, but we can kind of talk about them and then kind of see where the conversation takes us. Sure. Makes sense. So, and like the idea that I had was that you could either take something away from the player going first, or you have to give something to the player that's going second. And with the way Vanguard kind of functions, needing to ride up and everything, I thought it wouldn't be good to take something away from the first player, but to give something to player two uh, at the beginning of the game to help shift the advantage a little bit, to make it more balanced. So, do you want me to read off all the ideas, or do you want me to go one at a time and we talk about them one at a time? I think one at a time is fine um yeah like one of them yeah okay so in order that i typed them up in the first one is player two gets to draw an additional card on their first turn what do you guys think about that so i think a better way to word it is that the uh, player two starts an extra card in hand so instead of starting with five you start with six mm -hmm. now 
does that mean you get to mulligan up to six instead of five, or do you? How would it work? Well, we're the yeah, one, sure. Why not? We're the ones doing this, so we can say whatever we want. Um, That's true. That's true. Have so <laughs> I, I, I think it, if we're speculating, I think that would be good because then you get a larger starting sample size to play around with, mm-hmm. um, which can help kind of even the playing field a little bit. So yeah, I'm all for a uh, larger mulligan to begin with. So mm-hmm. you would draw five, you would put back X amount and then draw up to six, or do you start with six and then mull and then draw back to six? No, it'd be... I, yeah, I think I would start with six and then mull, draw back to six. Okay. Yeah, I kind of like that too, because you have extra draw, a better chance at your better first ride. You might have you have more cards to probably be more aggressive in your first mm-hmm. attacking turn, which is big in standard, because you might be able to fill out your ranks better for to play around a, a trigger of some form or fashion. Right. I, and yeah, it sounds like it's a pretty clean way to do it. Now, is there any negatives to it? Because I've heard people say you don't want to give player two a hard advantage card in terms of an additional card that way. It might overtune the the disadvantage too much. I mean, do we think that getting the first gift is worth a card? Mm. I literally think it depends on the gift. It's first gift and first twin drive. So, right. Yeah. So I do think that's probably that worth a card. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and just to kind of set the stage for kind of the the um, why this conversation was even brought up, uh, what kind of experience have you had between win rates going first and second proof? Personally, I have. It's been about even, honestly. Like, I haven't noticed a huge swing. I do feel more comfortable going first because getting my first big power play before my opponent likely has a PG in hand Mm -hmm. is very strong, in my opinion, especially when you have an on-hit Vanguard and Spikes and General Safery. But in practice, it has been fairly similar? Yeah, it's been, like, probably about 55 going first versus 45 going second. Interesting. I think it literally depends on what clan I'm playing. Like, for example, in something like like Murakumo or Great Nature, I'd want to go first. But for some reason, in Pale Moon, I like going second for whatever that's because, reason. That's because you operate very well off of crazy high damage because your all your combo plays require counter blast. That's true. Mm-hmm. But so if you. I mean- but Part of you... that is also just how much setup your deck needs. True. Because mm-hmm. something like Pale Moon, you can start going off very quickly. Yeah, as long as you your grade 1 and 2 rides helped you build up your soul, you can ride into grade 3 and start doing things right away, regardless of if you're first or second. Whereas something but if you're like, going first, you're less likely to have a bunch of damage, right? Yeah. and But then, you know, stuff like Murakumo or a lot of the Protect clans, you kind of need to set up because, especially the Protect clans are very slow. So you kind of want to go first, get all that setup out of the way, so you're not playing one turn behind your opponent. Like, like going playing with Grand Blue and riding Romario first, actually, and you're going second, feels almost like you're behind. It feels like you know you woke up late to the party, and they're already doing <laughs> they're, they're they're already doing stuff. Like turn two, a lot of things happen, and yeah. uh, obviously, again, depending on what the deck is. Um, I think the decks that would function the best off of this idea for helping player two would be decks that can do things on 
going both first and second. An example would be something like Nova Grappler, where they can do like the riser thing if they go first for some aggression, mm-hmm. or something like Tachikaze, where if you go second and you have Sonic Noah and Lacer attacks, you can do like a little mini rush on that first turn. Now, is this something that is it? Does it overly help Excel too much? Because we know that the idea of Excel is to convert cards into extra circle attackers. Would getting this extra card be too much? I like I know, it... I know they're starting to tune it more to where. Excel has some form of advantage in their grade ones, Notab- notably like the dude in Narukami that on hit draws you a card. But Demolition Dragon. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, honestly, I don't think it is too much to to shift it for Excel. I just think it, it helps makes it a little more fair for the the player that's going second. Like again, it depends. Something that's really like RNG dependent and really wants to high roll you early like Gold Paladin it might be a little too much getting that extra dig to get your com- your Ezel combo going but a lot of the other exile clans it's probably okay I think Aqua Force would appreciate it the most Yeah um, like they would they would appreciate anything at this point too sure. <laughs> Yeah Aqua Force would appreciate it I'm scared of what Gold Paladin would be capable of with an extra card early Mhm Especially because they can just jump grade on you real quick. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think the positives outweigh the negatives when it comes to the additional mulligan. So I like it. I mean, one thing we could have done to uh, have some more depth for this idea would have been to test it. Um, See, but that requires work. That yeah, yeah. yes, that does require work. <laughs> or someone who doesn't have a Mac and can use Card Fighter. Uh, I guess it won't let you, will it? Um, Not without some uh, extra technology. Perhaps, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, Nexus at Night, the Procrastination Podcast. Well, see, you can take my ideas and run with them in future gameplay videos. Yes. I'm fine with that. Okay, yeah, of course, well... Well, just give me, just put, just plaster me all over the video. Give me credit, and then put my link in the description. It'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. We'll start, so we'll, we'll start putting that the Vanguard circle with the LP on it. It like zits on my face every time. Works. <laughs> <laughs> so my second idea kind of follows a theme here. Well, my second, third, and fourth idea follow a theme. And we're borrowing from Hearthstone in that player two gets a quote unquote coin light card that does something different depending on what the rule we're trying to work with. So the first one kind of came from uh, Rydria from my Discord. And he said, give the coin and it allows you once per game, which it doesn't really scale that well, but you can call a unit that has a grade plus one of your Vanguard if you use it during your main phase. So if you're on grade one, you can use this quote-unquote coin, and then you can call a grade two rear guard from your hand. Hmm. Hmm. What happens after you hit grade three? Is it just kind of, that's kind of useless? You have a useless card in your hand. Cool. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so you, so mulligan normally, and then I guess you can kind of grab this card from, the coin zone. <laughs> I, I think it would just be, it'd probably just be part of the gift pile or where you keep your tokens, you know? Yeah, if you're probably. Yeah. So, I don't know, it, it has some early practical applications, but it, 
as a theme or a recurring theme, it kind of depends on the clan you're playing. Like some clans have far better grade twos than they have grade ones. So being able to have a grade two rear guard on turn one might be a little scary to handle. But at the same time, outside of like certain spike cards, they all require a counter blast to function. So you kind of have just an early vanilla that you can use to beat down your opponent. So it doesn't, it doesn't sound bad, but it doesn't sound like it it's enough to help tip the, the, the turn scale. I think I, I, I'm not as much in favor of this as I was with the extra card because this, uh, like you said, helps out some clans more than others just by its very nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the case of, like, if you just don't draw into cards that are higher than your Vanguard's grade... You, know. you kind of stuck with this useless card yeah. throughout the whole game. Now, if you mm-hmm. added something else to that coin, like if you don't use it, it if you don't want to use it as a, you know, to cash it in a for call. a higher thin unit, you can use it as like a 15k shield or something, or a 20k shield. Mm-hmm. That kind of plays into one of the future ones. You're jumping the gun here, my man. Hey. <laughs> I kid, I kid. I agree, because if you get something like this, you don't want it to have a statute of limitation on it to where if your hand is kind of bricky, you have a useless card in your hand. It doesn't feel good in that in that fashion. I mean, if you really wanted to get wacky with it, you could be like, all right, I can cash in the coin and call something one grade higher from the deck. Well, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's Benny Hill show level crazy, though. See, now I'll be interested to see that play out in one of your future videos. Especially if you have like a um, well, if it's grade plus one of your Vanguard, it, it will still have limitations on it because you can't like be on grade two cashing this coin for a free search. Where if your grade threes are kind of lackluster, or if your grade threes are all Vanguard base, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, well, so that's mm-hmm. why you would use it on the grade one turn. Mm-hmm. And and because the coin is given to you regardless of your hand, it would. Uh, it doesn't really matter of, uh, oh, I didn't draw into my combo pieces. It's, I forgot to use it on grade one. <laughs> <laughs> and in that case, that's just your fault, my man. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. That's bad. That's bad players. Bad gamesmanship right there. <laughs> what about you, Matt? What do you think? Uh, so, I don't also, this is incredibly difficult to balance, I think. Because, like, I guess, like, in Hearthstone, the coin does get worse as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very good in, like, the... Not on, like, the first couple... Th- well, sometimes it's good on, like, the first few turns, but really it's best, like, turn around turn four or five, right? Yeah, for the huge swing plays. Well, yeah, when it, you're like, all right, my turn four. So Hearth- if you... Oh, go ahead. Uh, it's just... It, you add an, uh, a mana... You add a mana crystal for this turn only. So, like, basically, you could, if, you, if it's your turn four, you can play a five drop. So kind of like an extra counter blast or something, right? Okay, gotcha. Uh, but you lose a but yeah, and uh, but player two in Hearthstone also starts with an extra card. So yeah, they start with four cards versus three and the coin. So they technically have pseudo five six cards in their hand because you get the mm-hmm. additional draw. Some decks in Hearthstone are actually like so a lot better on the draw than they are on the play. Mm-hmm. Usually they involve abusing the coin somehow. The coin is great. Yep. I like the I like the idea of a coin thing in 
in Vanguard for something temporary. And you kind of helped segue into my next point, which is the coin operates as a temporary counterblast that you can use for that turn only. So it's kind of like a, a pseudo counter charge, but you can use it if you have zero damage. I actually like this. Uh, yeah. I think, and perhaps what might be better, uh, and you can, and, and this is, I'm going to say this is uh, a bit different in many ways. Okay. What if we have like a combination thereof? Okay, I'm listening. Where it is a card in your hand that has some designated shield value. And, but you can discard it or, you know, banish it or whatever it is, send it out of the game because it's a token card, right? To, to reduce the counterblast cost of your next go by one. Ah, so it does kind of fall more in line with the wording of how Vanguard cards try to do cost reduction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, that, that, that's why I worded it that way in particular, is because that's how Vanguard does stuff. Could, okay. Could, could you do it with, like, Soul, too? So you, you could just be like, all right. If, I don't, I don't know if I want to... I don't know if we... Would it be good to extend it to Soul? I mean, like, would anyone? Would any? I mean, we might as well. Would anyone even use it for soul? I'd hope not. Probably not. Genesis, Genesis would. But it, if, oh, it, right. if you hmm. reduce it by one, so you either get a shield or a cost reduction just by pitching the card. I think enough stuff uses counter blast. Where I just don't really care about soul. Fair enough. <laughs> and and counter charge is very few and far between. Right. Spoiler for future episode, but uh... <laughs> doubt. Actually, I do like the idea that because then it, it kind of scales more throughout the course of the game, and like mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't feel like you need the coin to operate as a, a cost reduction, you have a free extra fifteen k shield that you can utilize to protect yourself. So one problem I have with this method in particular is that it only extends to standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so did, I did kind of, oh go ahead, I'm being interrupt. Uh, this so. I, I think the best solution would be one that works for both formats, but I understand that premium has a completely different animal going going on because of uh, what's that word? Stride. <laughs> <laughs> where, I, kinda, I almost forgot what it was. <laughs> yeah, uh, where if you're going second, suddenly you in if in a game where everyone plays like goes to the motions, you stride first. Mm-hmm. But they would then have this coin thing also. Yeah, that's a little much. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that is but that would be like a cleanliness thing. But I'm not yeah. sure if it's a problem that we have different rules in each format. But I, I also Yeah, I thought about that. And when I was making this up, that was a counterpoint or an argument that was used against me or something I thought about. Like, would it be right to have different rule sets across mm-hmm. your formats and considering as you mentioned the stride animal exists in premium i'm i would be okay with the idea that standard has this one extra wrinkle because stride operates as the coin pseudo coin thing in mm-hmm. the premium side because it kind of helps swing that that player advantage so player one gets the first grade three, first twin drive, first gift, but then player two gets the first stride if everybody plays as normal. However, right. there's nothing like that on the standard side, which I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with a, 
what a dichotomy of rule sets there just for this one little example i mean mm-hmm. in in premium i've been like play testing with stuff and with new grade 3s that actually do things a lot of decks are just being like all right i will run the gift grade 3s and just run the strides on top so your first grade 3 ride like hell in narcomy just being able to go detonics drill on that first grade 3 ride is quite powerful to be like all right you know boot you know attack for 12 and then restand attack for 17 and oftentimes, if it's that early in the game, the opponent hasn't committed much, so it's just a free restand. That's your turn three in premium, and that at least feel, makes it feel like stride isn't as scary as it used to be. Remember in like late G format where you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going first. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, decks came up literally to go, you can't stride because it's that annoying to deal with. Mm-hmm. Seven Seas Rush, Ripples, etc. Well, they made such bad options before Stride, where decks weren't even playing them, and so they, again, those decks just punish greediness. And like, by and large, like early Stride cards were so poorly designed because I understand Bushies want to to have people ride up to grade three and then unlock this extra powerful thing. But then when you locked everything behind said mechanic, so you kind of made your own grave in that fashion in terms of these extra decks or the play style to to turtle that grade two for turns to try to get that first strike because of how mm-hmm. swingy it was that early on. And now the early portion of the game is finally caught up to that to where it doesn't feel as scary as it used to be. Yeah, I do also think that the uh, cards having higher shield values now with grade ones and triggers having you know getting buffed up by five k makes a difference in terms of like dealing with rush and things like that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Aha. Aha. Yes. Quite. Quite. <laughs> mm. Top hats. <laughs> mm, yes. Yes. Mm. So coin thing. Uh, I think there's potential to it. Um, I guess it depends on how much Boucherode wants to, uh, how complicated they want their game to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep saying they want it to be simple, but it seems like they keep adding stuff in. So, <laughs> and like I think, I think either the additional mulligan or the coin would be simplistic enough to where people coming into the game new can understand it. And it, I don't think it overly complicates that much, especially if you do the the additional reduction or shield value. Like it'd be easy to make a coin token that, or whatever token thing you want to make it as, with a little shield value on the side with a little box of card text. It's like beginning a game, add to your hand type of thing. If going second, mm-hmm. add to hand. Yeah, um, you would have to make them even more. Uh, accessible than you would with the gift markers because even those are annoying to find if you're playing more than one deck or a deck that doesn't come with a trial deck. Jeez, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I am running thin on Excel markers here. <laughs> that might be because I have one, two, three. Gonna be four. I'm gonna have five decks that uh, with Excel. So it's how many Excel markers <laughs> do you put down a game? I know four like... maybe at most. Why are they Ever? not all in? 
Why are they not in the same sleeve that you just whip out of your deck box on on demand? Yeah. Well, because then I gotta move them in between deck boxes, and that's tedious. I'd rather just have. So you don't have you don't have twelve Excel markers. I have. Don't you just carry a separate box with all of your gift Look, markers? In I've it? Did, I've, I don't think I've ever put down more than three in a game. Um, in Tachikaze, I, I do manage to get three to four rather often. Sounds because. like you're cheating. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's just because you don't <laughs> you don't die easier. And also, I will not stand here alone in my room and <laughs> and be accused of cheating. I have a question. I mean, you made it Why to four rides with... What? Why are you standing? <laughs> well, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in a chair. Uh, and he's a liar. Yeah, <laughs> Cheater and a liar. How can I trust this man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> have one of those standing decks for ergonomics. Isn't that like uh, one of those things you put at the base of your toilet so you can shit properly? How 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 white of you? You're also white. What are you talking about? You and I are the only white people on this podcast. Yes, but you're whiter than he is. Oh, definitely. By far. Is that true? Yes. Or at the very least, it's a different kind of white. But pretty white. <laughs> Merry Christmas. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Airing of grievances. I've got a lot of problems with you people. And now you're going to hear about them. What do you mean, you people? Please tell me you've seen that episode of Seinfeld. I've, I honestly I haven't seen more than like maybe five episodes of Seinfeld. Matt, it, was not my, it was not my sitcom of choice. Matt, do Fair. we have to tell proof about the miracle of Festivus? What? This is we can tell them another time. Fine. We should pretend to be on topic occasionally. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that just kind of brings it to the end of my give something to player two side mm-hmm. of things. I didn't really really flesh out taking something away from player one, but we can kind of explore that topic if you guys want to. Sure. So as far as like exploring so there's some so player one already doesn't get to attack, which is kind of like the taking something away, right? Right. Supposedly. Supposedly. And I think that player one also not attacking also evens out the cards when they get their first twin drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the, kind of the whole point. Because they're getting an attack at grade two, then three cards at grade three, where player two is getting a check at grade one and check at grade two, and then at that point it's evened out. Mm-hmm. But oh. player one still has the tempo advantage. Right. Um, as far as taking something away from player one, I just don't know what that would be. Well, yeah. in, you could go the opposite of the first idea Proof had, which was start with one less card in hand. I um, don't think decks will be able to function with four cards. Well, yeah. you, you do have, in standard, you have the V starters with the draw card. I guess it's one of those things where, like, like Yu-Gi-Oh, the player going first just skips their draw phase. Yeah, so you mull the five and then just ride or pass if you or G assist. That's the only. Thing, I find it's something you can really take away from player one in this fashion. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's like really the only thing. Like skip first draw step? That's like the only thing that makes sense. Because it would kind of even out the tempo advantage of things once you get to the grade three since you lost out on this one extra mm-hmm. card. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why I kind of didn't really want to flesh this part out because it gets kind of messy and murky and blah. <laughs> right. Messy and murky is what we do best. Uh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> know your teammates. <laughs> I, uh, I guess I should go ahead and mention the other side of the argument here is that and proof said that his uh in his experience his differential was 55 45 yeah about that which is about similar in the limited number of games i've played mm-hmm. uh, again it's impossible to have like a accurate representation of the statistics like at least with a very small sample size like if we if we have somebody you know if we had like on record like you know a thousand games we might be able to come up with a useful statistic um but it's possible that this doesn't need to be done at all and that the game is just fine where it is but if if it if if it is to the point where player but i do think that we should always choose to go first in standard yeah yeah I think like, the core of the problem is really just how many grade threes do nothing on the first ride, where you kind of need to set up for your finisher. Look, I have many of time have I rode Zanbaku just to call an arrester of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, I guess I'm going to call a guy. <laughs> you can do the other thing? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's always fun explaining it to people because you go, all right, counterblast, soul blast. So like, wait, I can't ride next turn. No, you can still ride next turn. Calm down. <laughs> no, no, I just want the guy. I just what? want. Yeah. I just want the arrestor. Sorry. Just <laughs> give me the warm body. Yeah. <laughs> nice nineteen k attack. Nope, that's it. Okay, I'm done. No, no, not even. No, you need the other. You need another arrestor for to, to for to do the other attack. Uh, the worst part is you have to call the right arrestor, more or less off of. Zanbaku's still to get the no re-ride, no re-stand. Yeah, if you're going to do that, yeah. If you're going to do that. I mean, mo- that's why the best method. first ride is Mandala Lord when you're going first. Yes. That shit is hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Getting that plus two off Mandala Lord is so good. Especially because you don't even need that much of a commitment. You can just have some any other warm body. Cool. Yeah. Grade two my guy. Boy, and My boy Shiggy. The little 7k duder. Oh, she did tomorrow? I was playing yeah. against Kagero, shoved a guy in the back row. Can't touch it. <laughs> yep, rode to, to grade two. Grade three, Mandala Lord, copy both. Mm. And then your whole field <laughs> dies. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy. I actually did lose my whole field to a Novel Vig. Oh, that's fun. And still easily won that game. <laughs> I think it's funny that, that like I lot... forgot that it counted with either player was at five damage. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's either player at five damage. Yeah. yeah, I always thought it was when you were at five damage. Show how much yeah, I read the card. Either player. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this doesn't do anything until five damage. I don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's true. I, I miss old. I loved old Novell. Me and that deck went you through. Busted. It was, and it was glorious. <laughs> At least my I, triggers still work on the new one. True. Yeah. <laughs> I played Old Novell after the Conroe restriction. That's how dedicated I was to it. Wow. Dang. Learning things. That deck was real. That deck was real sketch after that. 
<laughs> we can always detour and explore decks that I've played through time on this podcast <laughs> that I'm taking over. I don't care. Have, have, <laughs> uh, have you ever done that on your channel? What's that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Talk about not spike sexy foot. Oh, you mean the rare two or three times that I've done it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think there was one video where I tried to play um, G era Kagero, but I kept misreading cards and I kept doing skills incorrectly. I didn't understand how Blaze worked a hundred percent. It was an, it was not a good video. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually one other idea that um, uh, James brought up. I'm not too familiar with James, but he did bring up... James is, uh, to those who didn't listen to last week's episode, or, yeah, last week's episode is a friend of the pod. He was also on the episode about Divergent Support. He's a friend of ours from college, and he's a good dude. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) He brought up the idea of letting the coin operate as a sentinel, so kind of like a protect marker, but that every clan has the opportunity to get by going second. It's hmm. it's kind of a scary proposition because being able to freely block any potential grade three that's threatening because you went second might be a little too much. A 15k shield in the the previous idea sounds a little more fair because at least your opponent can break through it and it's kind of a more of a a, de- a decision tree to go down. It's like, nope, oh, that has on hit skill? Nope, PG, I don't care. I'm just going to get it back next turn type of thing. It's not really... Well, it seems like if you're playing Excel or Protect, you get less of a benefit with this than you would with uh, Force because Excel seems like, it, it. you know, oftentimes they don't really have a lot of cards in hand, so uh, an extra Sentinel can sometimes be uh, not beneficial. To, yeah, to, right. you know, being able to put on pressure or cards in hand. And a similar thing happens with Protect, where if you have too many Sentinels, you, you got to start discard. like, it turns into cannibalism, where you have to discard Sentinels for Sentinels. And then um, I don't necessarily think that that's, like, a don't do it at all, but it just it is a possible problem. Yeah. I feel like it has the same problem as a lot of our other ideas, where it'll just benefit certain clans more than others. Like, clans with more disposable hands will probably benefit better from it than a clan that wants to be aggressive really quickly or can't gain resources as easily because they do still have to pay the cost for a sentinel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it kind of messes up certain other clans, like... The advantage you get for being Kagero is being able to ride Overlord and threaten with your on-hit skill. But then now Player 2 has this auto-sentinel to use, and it's like, I'm just going to just ride this vanilla Overlord now. He doesn't really do much anything. <laughs> or, or, you, or you have to do it to rip the Sentinel out of their hand. Like, all right, got to waste a turn. I would do it anyway, because you, you can't use it for Waterfall, so you may as well just burn them all on Overlord. Yeah. Um... Well, actually, I was wondering, like, what if, what if the coin in this case didn't count as a sentinel, so you could get around sentinel blocking? Too much? Mm. Mm. I feel like that might be a little bit too much because then you're just you're giving your the person who goes second and out to a lot of decks win conditions, and then we kind of go back to the coin flippy nature of well, now you just want to go second if you're against like Kagero or with 
gold paladin now. If you know they're using raven hair, you want to go second so that you can have of your not sentinel PG when they ride raven hair and try to crit you. Here's another unforeseen problem I just realized. This is yet another thing that people have to explain on Vanguardians, the subreddit, all that stuff. Hey, does does sentinel blocking block the coin? At the beginning of the game, and we're like, no, it doesn't. And the next week, does Sentinel block it? Just Google it. Now, now we'll just uh, we'll just email Bushiro about the common sense things, and we'll post it up on Vanguardians, even though we knew about it three weeks prior to said email going up on Vanguardians. I'm pretty sure if Thomas Paine was alive right now, he'd punch us all in the stomach. <laughs> So yeah, I'm not too I'm not too certain what else this pseudo card coin advantage thing could do that we're lacking in the going second department. My favorite of them is the act as a counter blast or counter blast reductions resource reduction option because I just love the idea that I can operate with two spike bouncers and have one that pretty much is essentially free going second. So I can have a whole board ready to roll. I would love being able to kill uh, a Blade Tops with Mega Rex and then immediately just get my gauge back without having to waste a Counter Blast. I would like being able to use General Safery when people try to damage deny me because they don't want me to get the the skill off to force a 23k attack down their throat. Let me let my Safery lead. Let them live. Let them operate, let them punch you in the face. That's all I want. <laughs> I would not like to see Zanbaku with only two counter blasts. See, now why you gotta, like... gotta bring common sense out of this? Why are you trying to ruin <laughs> my good vibe here by bringing that? Because I play OTT and I get hard countered by Zanbaku. There needs there needs to be a t shirt based on let him live, let him breathe, let him punch you in the face. General Safery. <laughs> <laughs> I want different cards of the rest for their names, so I have more stuff to grab. Oh, no, <laughs> you going what? What are you gonna have? Left, right, and, and then that's it. Far, back, far, left, far. back, right. You want it? back, left? You want midfield arrester? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> West uh, arrester. Excel, Excel arrester. You know. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> want one that lives Look. on your opponent's side of the field? Uh, yeah. Upside level down <laughs> on your. It's upside down your opponent's circle, and they can't do anything about it. <laughs> it can't no be more resters. No more resters. How what? about that Zangeki though? That card exists. Yeah. <laughs> that card. That card is scary. It should not exist. However, it makes me excited for Wave Two spikes for whatever they have in store, because the prevailing theory is that the longer you wait, the more busted your support's going to be, and even though Bushro hasn't been kind to Spikes in that department always, I'm, I have faith considering how well the Wave 1 support came out for us. I mean, yeah. it, it, you you won an ARG with it. Hey, man. That's... Hey, man. You got to keep winning. You got to keep giving me new stuff to keep winning. I'm not saying stop giving you support because you win an ARG. I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm doing that sounds the, like what you were saying. That sounds like I, what you were saying. I'm, I'm, yeah, just that's saying what I heard. I'm doing the name dropping for him so he doesn't have to. Uh, <laughs> sure you are. Look, even ARG National Champion Living Proof needs additional support to keep up with other clans getting support. <laughs> 
I'm greedy. If it if it's a spike football, if it has shoulder pads, if I see one cleat on a on a preview image, I'm losing my mind. I need Bush to do more do more teaser picks for their upcoming card reviews like Hearthstone does. Yeah, right. That's one like an image of some random jetpack, and then people speculate that it's going to be some random clan, and then it turns out to be Bermuda Triangle or something like that. <laughs> now it's jetpack. Everything is just going to be Bermuda Triangle now. Bermuda Triangle in space. They're taking over. <laughs> I mean, they keep putting up teaser images for Bermuda and nothing else. Right, it's like 18 teaser images and zero skills. Like, what is this? I need some balance, Bushy Road. That's kind of asking a lot for them sometimes, though. It's true. (laughs) Asking for reasonable things is pretty difficult for Bushy Road. I mean, isn't this whole episode asking for balance? Yeah, that's true. We're asking for balance because, well, I low-key fear the way standard support is shaping out. I don't know if this could be a different episode for a different day, or it could be a little teaser drop for something in the future if you guys want to pick up and carry it. I'm a content creator for you guys. I'm your producer in the background. I don't I don't mind this role. So you're saying you're the general safety? Yes, I, I'm the general of the Nexus at Night podcast and Nexus Core as a whole. You guys didn't know that till now. Oh, man. Whoa. <laughs> I learned so much. Care, careful, careful, the 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 rest of our constituents will throw a tantrum and probably get mad at me for, because I'm usually the one who has to take the heat on this kind of stuff. All right, but you're welcome. But you can Thanks. just not listen to them. <laughs> but my fear is that because Bushiro, my prevalent well issue with them has been how they've tied support to the anime and how you've tied characters to clans so as that character comes around more of the anime they need to hype it up more by giving them new stuff however with the way we've seen some of the cards come out they're not necessarily better than the previous stuff that came out so we're kind of going down the the trail of this upward mobility that we saw towards the tail end of g to where bushro needs to sell these cards that they're making what makes cars sell faster than busted skills? Shiny next- shit. That's how you sell. <laughs> a well, the top tier is busted effects. The second tier is shiny things, and that's Bushiro. Considering how Royal Paladins are on like wave seven of their support because Aichi's never leaving the anime, and how other clans are like already on wave two or three, maybe and other clans have yet to see Wave 2 support, it's kind of going down the same path that I didn't like towards uh, the tail end of G, or even in the middle of G. And I wish they kind of changed that release structure with the the reboot, and how not tying everything to characters coming around for, like, one-off appearances, so all of a sudden this clan gets support. I wish mm-hmm. it was a little more even and balanced throughout. Well, we're still seeing, like... Of the of the clans that haven't gotten any anime representation, like everything in uh, Reckless Rampage, Sans Mega Colony for that one guy, uh, you know, everything in Answer of Truth so far has not been seen in the anime, and most of that stuff's looking pretty solid. Right, but it's only because Bushiro promised that every clan's going to get at least one release per year. 
But even then, they still have to produce this anime, which kind of acts as their commercial to try to sell cards. It's just that my issue is that they're tying characters to clans and then clans to support. So if your character disappears, you're all of a sudden you're going to be relegated to maybe an extra booster or the redheaded stepchild backseat left corner of a, a, a big booster, kind of like how Nubatama ended up being this up, up, uh, bleh, this latest set where they had one triple, triple R and then a whole bunch of middling support throughout the rest of it. Or Murakumo had a similar thing in AL4. Yeah. Can you remind me which character plays Spike Brothers again? Uh, unfortunately, we don't talk about him. We have disowned him from the Spike Federation, and we're waiting for new representation in the future. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they, should, they should just draw you into the show at this point. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Just have just have some random dark-skinned dude come through to... Let him be, um, what's his name? Alistair from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. <laughs> Let this man come through with the uh, Spike Brother stuff. I'll be incredibly hype. <laughs> Alistair? Oh, right. Uh, what's like, his name? Alistair? No, the, Alistair the, was uh, was the guy from the original one from the wait the the one with the seal of Calcos. Who was the random black dude? Oh, yeah. That was the Axel. that was Axel. Axel Brody or like O'Brien? I think his name was in the Japanese. I don't know why they gave him like an Irish name. They're like, I don't know. <laughs> Axel Brody. Yeah, uh, uh, this man uh, rolled through like a bat out of hell, yeah. kicked all types of ass, and then left the the show all the better. Yeah, I just like the idea of like Japan. Assuming if you just translate it, like, "Hello, my name's Austin O'Brien. I'm a transfer student. You're black. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm Irish." <laughs> <laughs> My last name is O'Brien. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's kind of where my ideas sit at the moment. I would like to see them do something to help out Standard that's not necessarily releasing grade one cars that do things as their vanguards. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the right way to go about it. That's how. That's kind of how we're, we've been seeing it lately. Where else have so, we seen it besides Demolition Dragon? There's um and Sonic well, the, Noah that comes the first that. one was the 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 Mega Colony Ant that on hit do the top six check for grade three right yeah. about we're it. starting to get a lot, lot of grade I think three one problem with those how they've been making those cards is those cards just generally don't do much else outside of writing them exactly when you're going second mm-hmm. well because you, you don't, a lot don't really of those... want them as front row attackers. Oh. A lot of those skills are van and rear, so you can at least like do them both. Like with uh, sure. with Sonic Noah, it can hit or boost something that hits, and then you could kill something and draw. Like that's something, um, you know. And then Hornet can hit or boost something that hits, and then goes for the search. Demolition Dragon, not so much, but it's something. Like it is something. I also know if it's enough to make it a little more balanced, at least per, from the perception of most players. Like, at some point, either Bushroad is going to release more cards to try to fix it, or the player base is going to accept that it's not going to happen and then try to up their their skill level. And that means figuring out how to mulligan for the right cards if you're going second, figuring out how to pick your spots on being more aggressive, and so on and so forth. So either one's going to happen, and I'd be fine with either one. Mm-hmm. 
It seems like you either get those or uh, things like Circle Magus or Romario, where yeah. you, yeah. you ride over them, you get to do something. I guess the only other solution would be, like, faster grade 3s, but I feel like that would be unhealthy for the game in the long run. I think most grade 3s are fast enough. Like, the ones that have... Well, certain vanguards have certain vanguard skills mm-hmm. you can use as you ride up to grade 3, which are pretty powerful. I think I think that's fine there. And I'm perfectly fine with if you have another grade 3 in Soul, do something extra late game grade 3. Mm-hmm. I don't like the ones that have that powerful late game skill and then have something that's pretty okay even if you whiff your ride, so there's no consequence. I wish those were a little bit different. I think Zangeki is decent from what I can remember. If you I think if you still have the wrestlers, you still get a plus fifteen K Vanguard and a crit or something like that. It's plus only plus five. five. Plus five? Yeah. E- either way, that's still pretty decent if you if you whiff on Zombaku on time going first. But how will I plus two with playing Zange- Zombaku and Zangeki? Alright. If you if you, you have plus a... two by hitting draw triggers. Fair. If you have left arrestor <laughs> in the front row, five K. If you have right arrestor, extra crit. If you have a dueling dragon in soul, your opponent can't call cards except grade zero to guard circle. Okay. Alright, but Vandala can put a dueling dragon into soul, consider this. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, you can. <laughs> so I think the power level of these uh, pseudo cross ride grade threes are pretty okay right now. I just hope that they stay around this level, even though that's kind of a pipe dream considering our history with Bushy Road. Right. So they managed to give OTT a card that's worse on first ride than Imperial Daughter. So <laughs> mission accomplished? Question mark. Small victories. <laughs> Man. Also, I, I believe, uh, what is it, Rider Rester can put a card into soul as well? Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Finding these For... scary, scary means to do stuff. So, you so... just call left normally, call right normally, counter blast too. <laughs> oh, because you rode Zandeki by itself, and then you just shove another dueling dragon in there. That's right. Cut him off. That's great. <laughs> Just skip the middleman, go right into Zangeki. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> and yet, people need to learn to start bullying rearguards more because that's kind of your only way to, like, don't give them more than a like two counterblasts at a time, and uh, you know, try your best. I don't know. I'm not really. Or or or, or do or. the spiky way, saying I'm gonna say a low damage. I'm gonna punch your face in with these plus 10k rearguards I get for free. And yeah. then, I, then I take the the lock turn, and then I finish it off with these extra counter blasts that you gave Safery to use. That's or, a plus or, a plus strats. Or or you can do something like, all right, I'm going to use uh, Death Rex to retire one of the arresters while attacking the other arrester. All right. Then. See, that's that sounds too sophisticated for my spiky brain to function with. I don't have a counter to dueling dragons. <laughs> <laughs> or or you can do something like, alright, I ride a Negra Reach from, from Drop Zone, get an extra Protect Gift, and fuck you, I'm attacking for 22. You can do the restanding hack of attacking with a restander, restand it, but then don't attack again. That is true. That's fun. That is a good time. <laughs> so, to wrap up 
this little podcast that I've taken over, the Proof Takeover Remix. What do you guys feel is the the best way to fix the going first, going second advantage or disadvantage first that we've talked about? For simplicity's sake, I'm going to go with extra card for player two. I will also go with extra card for player two. <laughs> I I actually like the the counter blast one. The coin. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I, I don't did, think right. I don't think it's complicated enough that we that it'd be difficult to explain. And I think it does just enough to give player two a bit of extra tempo to counteract player one getting earlier aggression. But I don't think it would be completely game breaking either. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I definitely, when he started that, I definitely thought he was going to say, I don't think it's complicated enough. <laughs> <laughs> I need more complexity. I need, this coin. <clears throat> I need this coin to shake the world as I throw it down onto the table. <laughs> I, too, am in favor of the counterblast slash resource reduction option because I know that uh, player two gets the additional card, quote unquote, since they get first attack. But I do think that getting first gift is kind of worth getting that extra coin advantage to be able to use it throughout the course of the game if you need it to. And okay. I don't think the I don't think the the negative fear of giving more Kumo a counter blast two lock is scary enough to make this a hard negative. Because that's only one matchup type of thing. I also think that uh, that early in the game, if they're only working with literally two counterblasts, then it's probably early enough to where you can not die and come back from that. Or you just get locked twice that game. That'd be that'd be something. That'd be unfortunate. That's, that is the fear of getting down locked twice, locked down twice without. The but that can all. Heal. That can also help them. That can also happen from healing. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't think that's enough of a con to make this uh, a no go for me. So that's the way. That's my vote. So we ha- so we have a two two. We have a two two split. So th- we leave the tiebreaker to the fans. Uh, let us know. Yeah. Clearly, we're just gonna have to have a card fight to settle on motorcycles. <laughs> yes, card or- games on motorcycles <laughs> to settle this. Or we can bring back the what if series from like two years ago. Jesus Christ. If anyone remembers that on that Google never happened Facebook. actually. What? Oh yeah, <laughs> it did and it didn't. Card news. It's okay. I I totally understand having ideas, doing it, and then it disappearing off the face of the planet that we don't talk about it anymore. Hey, at, at the very least, it's better than that like weird thing like two weeks ago where people were like, "This is what a dual disc would look like in Vanguard." I'm like, "Can you just not look?" Uh, <laughs> trading card games are already a hard enough like explanation to your friends and family who are like, "What you doing over there?" Uh, and trying like if you had a dual disc for Vanguard, like I just can't. I can't even like explain Buddy Fight to people if I was. To what if you had a dual it. disc for Magic? Well, Stop. Magic that, doesn't really have like a limit on its field, isn't it? Just like you're right. Yeah, that's, that, that's what makes it great. So it has to extend as you play more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a worldwide dual disc because you played <laughs> you played a million squirrels, and the dual disc just had to extend around the world. Yeah. Yep. 
and then and then in the process you're like, hey, suck it, flat earthers. The world is round. <laughs> and Two you, birds, one stone. And you prove it in the dumbest way possible. How'd you prove it? Through card games. Yep. <laughs> Man, I think that's a good way to. That's a good place to stop it. Stop. Uh, stop chatting. You guys are probably tired of hearing my voice. Fine. All right. Well. Uh, but I. But I wasn't tired of it. Oh, okay. I can keep talking. I got out and I'm playing. Well, it's where else can I hear you talk? Ah, see. Yeah, you can hear you me talk on my channel, uh, Live and Proof. You can probably find me by searching Live and Proof VG in the search bar. I do mostly Spike stuff. Uh, as support dwindles down, I find random things to do. So I, I've been playing a couple older games recently, which I need to get back to. But mainly Spikes, and then I try to, to do some other stuff here and there as the things interest me the most. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. And are, are you on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that? I am on Twitter at Living Proof VG. Not very exciting, so don't follow me. I'm playing. <laughs> Can you at least would... like the the other two do this too, where they're like, "I'm not going to answer." Like at least pretend, you know? Nah, <laughs> uh, I was joking. Definitely give me a follow uh, if you want to ask me a question. I try my best to answer it. Uh, if you guys have, or you also come to my Discord channel, which is in the description of the majority of my recent videos. I can't remember if there isn't one that doesn't have it. Double negative. <laughs> but it's my Discord channel is always growing, always expanding. There's a nice eclectic mix of people and playstyles and people that favor certain clans and playstyles. So and always, a, always a good, helpful place for you to come get some Vanguard help. Lots, lots of arguments too, and all three of us hang out in there. So if you want to. I sure. haven't recently, but I have nothing to do the next three months, so All right. I'll probably be back. Sweet. <laughs> um, and if you're always looking for help, I, I know I kind of come off jokey here, but I try my best to foster a community where people are very helpful to each other in a time of need. And if your need is Vanguard, then come check out my, my Discord. It's a good way to put it. Um, I also recommend, if you haven't... If you have an answer to the question, which one do you prefer, the coin, the extra card, or something that you thought of that we didn't, uh, you can also find us on Twitter or Instagram at Nexus at Night. You can find me at Atlas Novak. Find me at Wiggins, two Gs, two Zs. Find me at Plasma Eclipse. And, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Until next time, I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Root Beer. And I'm always proof. And have a good night, everybody.